Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Freely Becoming with Carly and Chelsea. We're back. Hi. We're back finally from our break, mini break. Yes. And then I feel like you have a break in March, but I do. I have like, I'm, I'm off for a few days. I'm just tired. Yeah. I've just been buried in readings and mm. also working my full time job. So I'm just like, I need to just chill. No, I get it. I definitely get it. One of the things that I love when I am tired is getting Reiki done, which leads us oh, into our yeah. guest, Miss Ryan Miller. Hi. That was a good segue, Carly. You're getting really good at that. <laughs> I'm getting super good. <laughs> We're becoming legit podcasters. Like, you're really good at the openings and the segues. I mean, introduce yourself, Miss Roy. Okay, so my name is Ryan, also known as Roy, by those that I love dearly. When I say those that I love dearly, I really only mean people that are um, in, in this, this area with me right now, as well as Isla and, and um, a few other people from our Cosmic Queens community. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I live in Carlsbad, California. I am a Reiki master now as of, I've been a Reiki master for almost two months now. It's kind of Ooh, wild. That's uh, so crazy. I, let's see, I started my Reiki journey almost a year ago. Um, I went and received Reiki for the first time after some trauma that I experienced. Mm-hmm. I know that we're all, we're no stranger to trauma mm-hmm. in this house. So Uh, that's that's when I initially sought out Reiki. I had heard of it and I didn't really know what it was, but I knew that it involved some kind of healing. So I was like, you know what? I'll try it. See how it goes. Um, I did an internet search, found my Reiki healer. And now she is like my mentor. Mm -hmm. Uh, just incredible. You both know, I talk about her all the time. So, um, after I had my session, she's really awesome. She is awesome. Yeah, we did a class with her, Angels and Crystal, I believe. Yeah, Angels, Guides, Meditation, stuff like that. She loves to Mm -hmm. do workshops like that. But after my first session, I was like, "Mm, I I don't know. I was like, I don't know if I I felt anything or if it really resonated. Um, But then I learned a little bit more about Reiki Mm -hmm. and – completely changed my perspective of it because I went in expecting one thing and I got something else. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is something that I see with my own clients now. So I try to make a point to really explain what the purpose of Reiki is and what you get from me as your practitioner, because it's not a reading. It's something Mm -hmm. so different and we can talk I'll elab- we can elaborate more on that um let's see what else yeah what else explain explain like what reiki is because i think a lot of our listeners don't know what reiki is i think me and chelsea have also had a hard time explaining what reiki is i can't um, explain this for my life yeah like we get it's it so but like it, in the formal setting to be like yeah like we know i know reiki or like i did reiki or i'm getting reiki people are like what the fuck is that so in a very like easily digestible definition, how would you describe Reiki? So I, for people who have no idea what Reiki is, I like to go t- directly to the definition. Reiki mm-hmm. ma- is made up of two Japanese words, 
ray and key, which means mm -hmm. universal life force energy. So that is the energy that we use as we give Reiki. So what the process of Reiki is, is it's energy healing through hand placements. Mm -hmm. But it goes so much more beyond that because mm -hmm. energy healing is such a huge umbrella term. Yeah, it is. That there are so many, and that's why it's so, that's why you both find it so hard to explain. Because if you say energy healing, you're like, okay, great. Can't I get energy healing from meditation? You kind of can, but it's a specific type of energy. Mm. It's specifically Reiki energy that I can say all three of us have been given through our attunement. Right. And so that is why we are able to give Reiki to others and do this healing rather than everybody, anyone, you know, anybody willy nilly off the street saying, well, I'm just going to do some energy healing. Cause there mm -hmm. are other modalities of it, but the one we specifically use for Reiki healing is the Reiki energy. Mm -hmm. I always no, describe it to people too, as like sort of, it's encouraging your body, like the client's body to heal itself because it's relaxing and meditating and but like you are kind of giving that meditative state to it and kind of getting those chakras in alignment in order for the body to take care of itself like I know a lot of nurses actually learn Reiki to help their yeah I didn't know that I was actually talking to my psychiatric nurse practitioner hey yo <laughs> um <laughs> mental health but I was talking to her and um Fun fact, my college degree is in parks and recreation management with a focus in therapeutic recreation. And a lot of the people in my cohort, they got a certificate for um, child to be a child life specialist. Mm -hmm. So they go into hospitals, children's hospitals, and like they're the people that assist when kids are learning how to like give themselves or check their blood sugar if they're newly diagnosed as diabetic or to go in and help them feel calm and relaxed before going into surgery. And so my psychiatric nurse practitioner was telling me that they're hiring recreation therapists and child life therapists to do Reiki in hospitals. Mm -hmm. And my mind just That's went awesome because yeah. I thought I was never going to use my degree. I'm not a child life specialist. I'm not a rec therapist, but now I'm hearing that I, I went and got certified with Reiki and now I'm hearing that those people that did the same program that I did are going in and doing Reiki in hospitals. So I'm mm -hmm. kind of like, damn, like talk about, you know, divine intervention there because. Yeah. That's what I was hearing too. I, correct me if I'm wrong. Anyone listening. I feel like I heard uh, the nurses for at John Hopkins, like in the cancer ICU ICU units and children's units use it often. I could be I wrong, but I know I, this. Yeah, that's, I feel that's like, about right though, because there's starting to be a lot more. Oh, I love this. On it. Yeah, I don't know with COVID regulations how it's done. I mean, we can do right. Reiki from afar, but like you know, like nurses really need to be near their patients. But right. um, I know that whenever I was learning Reiki, that was one of the most interesting facts that I learned, and that's what I tell people when they don't get it. I'm like. Well, actually, and it's not meant to be a replacement for modern day medicine, but it's no, not at all. Kind of, yeah, it's meant to kind of relax your body to help it 
with the healing process because we have learned through science that resting and sleeping is how our body repairs itself, repairs the cells. And so basically it's just putting you in this very meditative, sleepy state where you just, your body naturally heals itself through the energy that we are giving to the clients. So a lot of nurses are learning it. I think it's very helpful for children um, and cancer patients and ICU patients. It can be used for people who are about to pass on to help that spirit and energy kind of like let go and release the pain too. Yeah, exactly. So it helps uh, your body naturally with the, you know, heal itself and help with that pain. So it's just like a natural resource. You can also, fun fact, you can also do Reiki on spirits, um, like spirits who are stuck here in this. Yeah. Who are stuck Mm -hmm. here on this plane, who are in pain, like, cause time, I mean, energy moves through time and space, right? So it moves through different dimensions and realms. So Mm -hmm. it's not only like a living thing. It's also when you pass over to and, or if you you know, spirits are hanging around and you can actually do Reiki on them. You could do Reiki on the earth. Like, so I just got attuned, which I know we'll talk about later, but mm-hmm. my um, Reiki master was telling me you could do Reiki on plants. Like, yeah, it's really, it's like, it's healing energy basically. Mm-hmm. Um, into crystals. That's crazy. Yeah. You can I, do anything. It's wild. And Chelsea, have you, Carly, you too, have either of you asked your guides to give you Reiki? No. Um, I... Yes, I've gotten Reiki from my guides. Okay. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done it yet, but um, Kama, my teacher, she was like, you should ask your guides to give you Reiki. It'll change your life. What was yeah, it? Yeah, no, like? absolutely. Was it awesome? It was actually really awesome. So um, for those of you who have been listening or not listening, I am always in and out of the spiritual realm because I can, I literally connect to it all the time. So my energy is always off. So my guides are always super supportive in that. And it, it happens a lot when I'm in meditation almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really like euphoric, like really euphoric and really like I cry a lot of the times because it's so loving and comforting. Um, but you just get like a sense of euphoria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So- I feel like every time I do Reiki or like with Ryan or with any of our other friends that do Reiki or even a guided meditation by myself doing Reiki, I wake up and the best way I can describe it is feeling high. Like I just feel so high, like a runner's high or drug high, like whatever you can compare it to. Like I just wake up and I'm like, I don't feel of this playing right now, but I also feel so much energy and I feel so good and I feel so much better. Um, I have a hard time sleeping though after because I just am so energetic afterwards. See, I can go right to bed. I'm ready to go to sleep. I was just going to say, I have some clients that are like up and ready for the day after. And then I have some who like to do session like right before bed. Yeah. Uh, I'm not quite, I don't, I think for me, it's kind of neutral. Like I think I Yeah. yeah. It makes sense to me that Chelsea like is the type that's like, I'm ready for bed because Peace. I don't know. Yeah, Chelsea's not much of a night owl like I am. But no, dude, I go to bed at 10, 9 30, 10 o'clock every night. I know, and it's 9 30 your time right now, but it's fine. I'm um, pushing through. I go to bed at like 1 a.m. No. on a good night. <laughs> no, man. I have to be prepared for tomorrow. Yeah. Well, I'm still prepared tomorrow. I just wake up at like 9, 9 30. Yeah, so that's so early. Wake up early. 
Yeah, I'm up. This is my schedule. Not kidding. I wake up literally at 6 a.m. I will Fuck meditate no. sometimes because um, my guides will hold me to that if I say I meditate every day because I don't, which I should be. Um, and I do tarot readings in the morning and then I go to my actual job and then I'm just like done for the day. I love you to death at 6 a.m. I would die. I would absolutely die. Yeah, but Carly, I'm also 28, dude. I'm old. Like, mm-hmm. old people wake up at 6 a.m. Okay, Chelsea. Talk to me when you're 30, like me. I wake up at... Oh, my God. You're two years older. It's not a big deal. My alarm goes off at 7.30, but I still wake up earlier than that. I'm acting like we're all so far apart in age. Like, talk to me when you're old. I know. I will never forget the time that you guys all were talking about your Saturn's return, and me, the only person who is nowhere near their Saturn's return, is like, yeah, I think I have a while. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up, Carly. Shut up, Carly. Like, a week after. After my Saturn return ended, I was like, great. So, did I oh, I'm doing mine right now. So, that's fine. I just had my birth chart read um, with Jamie. Yes, and- I was going to say, I had my birth chart read with Jamie as well. And I'm not going through a Saturn's return, obviously, but there is, I'm at an age, like, I forget the age group she mentioned, but it was like that 24 mark where there's also a some sort of significant. Mm-hmm astral love thing. that for you yeah it's there's a lot of feisty dreamy energy which just makes so much sense like love it um I'm very just I don't know and also I need to stay away from contracts but that's besides the point um which I want to so I've had Reiki one and two done that's a whole thing in itself but I need to go back to class <laughs> and I need to get the actual certification so I've been attuned but I never finished my homework and so I never got the certification, but I want to finally get certified. Yeah. But you I'm attuned. That. I can do it. I am. I, right. I'm also Reiki yeah. too attuned, but I just don't have the Can proof. you, can you ask for yeah. certification or you probably have to go back to class? Um, I probably have to go back to class. <laughs> never mind. I realized what I've asked and then I was like, that was a bad question. Or, or maybe try reaching out to somebody else. Maybe reach out to Kama and just see what she has to say. I was thinking about that. I talked to Alexa as well. Um, there's like a bunch of people. Like that's what I love about our group is you can always find someone to connect with who can help you on your journey. And I yeah. feel like Reiki is such a crucial part of our spiritual journeys that nobody yes. thinks or talks about. I remember the first time I had a tarot reading, the person I had a reading by was like, you need Reiki done. And everybody can benefit from Reiki. Everybody needs it. And if you're in the healthcare field or if you're a spiritual worker, it will not hurt you to get Reiki certified. That's what Chelsea did it. Not to speak on Chelsea, perhaps she'll tell you her story, but Chelsea's not trying to do Reiki on anyone, really. She's just kind of doing it for herself, like to help. Dude, trying practice. to help myself. Well, I hope to do it on people one day, but yeah. I'm literally like, something I'm sorry, Roy, think, I'm cutting you off. No, that's okay. We something just get excited. That, something that I think is really important for people to know about Reiki is that you don't necessarily get certified in Reiki for the sole purpose of doing it to others. Level mm-hmm. one Reiki is all about mm-hmm. learning how to do it on yourself. And if you are not actively practicing Reiki on yourself, that's going to make you a really shitty Reiki practitioner. Yep. Like, the Reiki energy Reach. is smart. The Reiki mm-hmm. energy is smart. It knows what to do. However, you're only hurting yourself and preventing the like ultimate Reiki flow if you're not practicing on yourself. Because that's something that I'm currently working on both of you know this, I'm really working on tapping into my subtle senses. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not 
practicing Reiki on myself, how am I going to know what my clients are experiencing? If they're like, oh, I felt a rush of cold through my body from head to toe. And I'll be like, mm, I don't know what that means. Like, I, so if you're not practicing Reiki on yourself, you don't know how to necessarily interpret what your clients are experiencing, which is not really our job. That's something else that's really important too. I don't know if either of you learned this, but like I said before, it's not a reading. So it is not our job as Reiki practitioners to necessarily say like, oh, I felt a lot of, I felt a blockage in your, you're you like, what? Yeah, that's we want to read. Like, that's, not, that's not our job. Our job is to solely be a conduit of energy yeah. where it flows through us into our client. And then, I mean, like just offering other ways for them to practice self-care. Like, so, I remember after, go ahead, Carly. I was going to say, like, I think whenever I was learning Reiki, my Reiki master did mention, and I don't know the name of it, maybe you do, but there is someone who does do Reiki, but then also can tell you where the blockage is, but I don't know what their professional term is, but it's not related to Reiki. It's just I know what like, you're talking about. I know only, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, my Reiki master is certified in it and also certified in, like, aura readings as well, and she just added it right. on to her Reiki where she can say here's what your aura looks like. Here's the aura clearing I did. Here's the Reiki clearing I did. Here's where the blockage was. So yeah. she kind of threw it all together. That's something I would love to do, especially like what Chelsea was saying, me and Chelsea like to get, we're fucking going there. Like we know what's up and we want to tell you what's up. And, yeah. but I understand too, like it's actually, you kind of need to protect yourself and your energy with Reiki. So I understand why Reiki practitioners, why you don't do that because a lot of our Reiki energy, like, is from trauma and mental health. Like, not a yes, lot of it, absolutely. but, like, our body keeps score. Past lives. Yeah. There's a lot of trauma in our body that needs to get worked out. How triggering would it be as a practitioner going in being like, oh, shit, like, look at all this trauma that's being held in your throat chakra, you know? Um, I have something for that, though. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like cord cutting mm -hmm. where it's like you kind of set that in not kind of you set that intention before you finish your session where it's like okay like right before you thank the reiki guides for assisting you mm -hmm. just say something like and now i you know sever the cord that has been created between myself and my client during the session so that I don't carry any of their energy with me and they don't yep. carry any of my energy with them. Mm -hmm. I do that in tarot when I am connected to people's spirit guides. I actually have to cut a cord after my readings or else I am still connected to their energy. And sometimes I forget and I'm walking around my house and I'm yes. like, I'm going to puke. Like, yeah, I feel terrible. That's why, you, that's why you live for black tourmaline because it's literally, a, it's like spiritual scissors. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing it right now. Like I'm just like <laughs> black tourmaline everywhere. Yeah, I feel that. I have a very hard time of the cord cutting. I forget. I'm like Chelsea, but like I forget and I feel that sickness, but I just choose not to do anything because I'm a dumb bitch, witch. like that's just how I roll. Like in, I can't live like that. I just I know. like. I get to a point where I'm like, I forgot to cut the cord from my tarot reading. Like it, it dawns on me as I'm eating breakfast and I'm mm -hmm. like, ah, and then I go and cleanse my space. Cause I'm like, I, I just carried this energy with me. 
I think it's that chaotic 24 year old energy, you know, it's just like I, and I'm also ADHD. So I just keep going on with mm-hmm. life forgetting until I'm like, why do I feel so bad? Why is there an energy in my house that I don't recognize? I don't know. I'll like, it'll take care of itself. And that is not how to do it. But once I get back into Reiki and continue to do it and study it more, I think I will get better about it. Cause that was my point going into Reiki anyways, to help with protection and sort of energy flowing sort of and getting into meditation and then we fell off the grid there boys gotta it happens I mean I think you know we all tend to take on a lot like we have other other lives besides Mm -hmm. our our spiritual work but yeah no I think Reiki is a really great tool for all three of us here for Mm -hmm. sure because we're all spiritual workers and yeah like I said I'm definitely gonna be practicing on myself like I at first thought it was so selfish. I'm like, I'm going to learn Reiki for myself and yeah. I'm not using it for anyone. But then I was like, so oh many yeah. people out there that, um, that just do level one Reiki and then they yeah. never do anything else just so that they can practice it on themselves. So there's nothing selfish about that. I no, I mean, I needed it. Yeah. I mean, boy, I, bro- I broke your shaman courts one day. I was like, man, you I need did. to I that. Reiki yeah, more. I think we have such a like crazy energy Chelsea because you broke that I made Roy cry like it's just like we carry a lot (laughs) we be carrying the energy we're just Roy be cutting through it I know she is strong but yeah I highly recommend if you are a spiritual worker listening to this even if you just started with tarot um I feel like my newbies that I've been teaching my little babies um, this would be great for them to learn like Reiki, um, and just kind of getting an understanding of it to incorporate with their tarot, with their practice. Um, if you're someone who like even a chart reader, like a birth chart reader, or a human design reader, or someone that's not necessarily related to the spiritual plane, um, or someone who's like a crystal expert, Reiki still is going to be something very good for you because that cord cutting is super important. That chakra alignment is really nice and handy and helpful and important. I feel like it, you can never go wrong with Reiki. That's just my personal yeah. opinion. No, you're healing yourself. So my, um, my Reiki master told me, she was like, you go to a doctor, right? You go to modern medicine when you like have strep throat. And she's like, why wouldn't you ever realign your energy and like fix the energy inside your body? She's like, people don't think about that because we're taught to kind of suppress that, right? That like that doesn't exist. And when I was telling people I was getting Reiki attuned, they literally had no idea what I was talking about. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm healing my energetic body. And they were like, what? But we literally are energetic beings. Like it is, that is science, you know, it's all has to do with science based on science. I will never forget. So um, as you guys know, uh, you two, not maybe the people listening, maybe some of the people listening, I've been battling my own health journey and going through a really fucking fun time with that. But there was a period where my hips got locked. Like usually they lock at night, but it was during the day I got stuck in my car because I couldn't move my legs because of my hips. I was in so much pain. And Ryan had to do Reiki on me like what, twice that week to help with the hips. Um, my coworker knows Reiki and did Reiki on me in person to help me with my hips. Like, um, and I went to my chiropractor the next week and I was like, yeah, it was really, really bad, but I did Reiki three times and then I felt better. And he was kind of like, what is this crock of shit? But he was really yeah, like, what nice. are you talking about? Yeah. Know what it was my chiropractor is reiki one certified no he that's knew so but cool. he's he's oh. i'm in kentucky that's a difference oh, okay. that's true this I'm is in, true we're living on the east coast and the west coast and yeah, carly's in kentucky i'm in the south and in the south they know kind of what it is but it's like 
you're just a weird astrology girl. But my chiropractor is the nicest person. So like he didn't mean anything by it, but he was just like, what? Like how did X plus Y equal one? Like, I don't understand like where this happened. Um, which was really funny and he helped me a lot, but yeah, like Reiki truly can help those ailments that you're having. It helps so much. It's a good, it's a good, um, like co therapy. Yeah. There's a lot of, but good in tandem. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of nurses do it. A lot of massage therapists, like Ryan said, her chiropractor is level one certified. Like I think, you know, me being in the South, it's not as common, but like obviously the East and the West coast, they care a little bit more about those things. So um, so I want to talk about everybody's attunement and like, I was just going to say, let's talk about our attunements because level one, I mean, I just got certified yeah. like a few weeks ago, but level one, when I was talking to Roy, she said it was like the most amazing one, right? I have had three attunements now. I've had my level one, my level two and my master attunements. My level one remains my most profound attunement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Who Chelsea. Wants, okay. So yeah, I got attuned a few a few weeks ago. So I'm still learning how to practice Reiki on myself. Um, what's really cool, what I figured out is I can actually see where my chakras are like ripped or torn or like where they're blocked. Makes sense because like mm-hmm. I can see on the spiritual yeah. planes. I'm like, why wouldn't I be able to see chakras and be freaked out by that? Okay. Yeah. Um, but when I actually got attuned, I was I started like hysterically crying and my spirit guides were with me. Um, and I also went to a shaman. So I did like a lot of shamanic journeying, which I've never ever done in my whole entire life. Like you literally travel to different realms and like you do all this healing and it was just four hours of pure meditating and healing yourself first. And then once you get attuned, I just started crying. Like, and then afterwards I was high for like four days. Mm -hmm. I, I was like, I didn't know what was happening to me. I actually was scared. Like I was falling asleep. Like I remember I was talking yes. to you guys and I was like, I'm so tired. I was tired for like three days straight. Roy, you remember how you were telling me you get hungry after Reiki? I was like, that happened to me. Yes. I ate McDonald's starving. Yeah. It was, I was so hungry. I could not stop eating or sleeping. Like that's all I could do. Yeah. But it was really amazing and super life-changing. And I came across some really cool things while I was meditating, which I know you can't talk about because it's like super private to you, but I totally recommend it for anyone who wants to do it. And if you're in New Jersey, I went to vibe sessions with Kate. Um, She's based in Point Pleasant and I've been looking for a Reiki master for years and I'm really picky about who I go to in terms of spiritual work. Roy was the only one that's ever done Reiki on me Mm -hmm. and she was amazing. So if anyone in the New Jersey area, I know we have New York and New Jersey listeners, um, she was dope and awesome. So hopefully in the next few months, I will do my Reiki too. It's so funny that you're like, I only let Roy do Reiki on me. And I'm like, if anyone even says that they've done Reiki on one person ever, I'm like, do it on me. Like, I will do Reiki with anyone. Let's go. Like, oh, you need a dummy? Like, I'll be your person. Like, whether it, you know, if they're new or not, like, I just, I find it to be a very emotional experience for me. So I just, I enjoy it from anyone and everyone. Roy's who I see the most often anyways. Like, Roy's my bitch. So. Yeah. It's cool, Carly, because you and I have done quite a few sessions now, Mm -hmm. and one of the things that I love about Reiki is that every session is different. Like, there are sometimes, like, you and I have had sessions where you come out of it 
and you go live on Facebook for three fucking hours. I know. And then they're <laughs> like, then there are nights where we do Reiki and you're like, I saw some shit. I think I just need to go to bed. Yes, like, yeah, I remember. It's yeah. so wild to me that it can be so different. And uh, it's, I don't know. And like, I'm starting to, I'm starting to like, take note of what I'm experiencing. Like, um, one of my clients, I have to take my ring off because really, yeah, the energy just flows. If that person's listening, Hey girl, um, I have to take my ring off because my hands get swollen because there is so much energy flowing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's like, it, it just blows my mind. My coworker who does Reiki, like whenever she gives me massages, her hands, when she does Reiki on me, turns to fire. Like yeah. it is hot as hell. That's crazy. When yeah, she, that happens to yeah. me too. My hands get hot or they like, my fingers swell. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy. Like, um, oh my gosh, I had like a question for you, Roy, but now I can't even remember it. <laughs> Just love that when we're talking about Reiki. Like, I guess, like, a good – another good question. If you want to talk about, like, your level one attunement, I also really want to yeah, know, too, too, what has been your guys' experience receiving Reiki? So, really, really interesting story about me. Mm-hmm. My Reiki master is the only person that has done Reiki on me besides really? myself. Really? I love that. And I, and I have not gone to her for a Reiki session since before I even got certified. So mm-hmm. I haven't had Reiki done on me by another person since I became Reiki certified. I'm just doing it on my own. I have had Kama do uh, like an aura cleansing. Right. It's not, it's not the, it's like, it's a part of Reiki. Like you learn that when you get your master cert, like mm-hmm. I know how to do aura cleansing now, but um, it's not quite the same thing as just doing a Reiki session. So I don't really have a lot of input, but Something that I do like to tell people about my first Reiki session is um, it was in person, so it was before the pandemic, and she was at my, it's like she had her hands like on the side of my face. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it was like this because she she was coming at me from behind my head, but she started to like take her hands away from my face a few Mm -hmm. times, and I started to get anxiety every time she started pulling her hands away. Really? It's like she sensed it and then put them back. Like she had her hands on my face for probably a good 10, 15 minutes because it just wasn't ready. And I told her that I was like, I started to feel like anxious when you Mm -hmm. started to pull your hands away. And she's like, yeah, she's like, that's, she was like, I kind of had a feeling that's why I stayed there for as long as I did. Like it was, yeah. That's Great. talent. She's so talented. I, I, I love Kama. She's really cool. And I'm happy that you introduced us to her. Um, mm-hmm. I follow her. I think she's really interesting. And she definitely is a healer. Her. I found her on a Google search. Like how, like, yeah. that's crazy. It's divine. Divine yeah. timing. That's where you were meant to be. Um, I know I've had Reiki readings before. Most of mine were virtual before, like, my coworker was able to do one for me in person. And I remember, like, I you can feel the touch of those people and they could be across the United States or they could be in Canada, like, and you feel them touching you, but they're not even in the room with you. Like, it's very wild. I've only had it a couple times. Like sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. There's been some times where I feel Ryan sometimes that I feel Ryan ending Mm -hmm. right before she says, okay, wake up. I'm like, Oh, I'm awake. Like I felt her leave. It's time to, you know, 
um, I feel like each time is very different and I'm, I mostly see visions during mine, but like I, what sucks is I don't remember a single vision I have except for that one right. name where I was like, I saw some crazy shit. I got to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got to peace out. You didn't want to stay in chat. You're like, yeah. Okay. yeah. So how has Reiki been for you, Chelsea? Like what has that experience been like? So clearly you're seeing the chakras, like when you're receiving yeah. Reiki, do you also see them? No. So it's weird. So like when I'm doing it on myself, I can see it. Um, but when it's being done to me, I can sense, like I'm really good at sensing energy. So I can sense. So obviously Roy has been the only one that's done Reiki on me besides my Reiki master. But um, Roy, when she does it, I can feel her going through my body. And I know where she's stopping because mm-hmm. there was something with like my heart chakra. Um, I was going through a really hard time and I called her and I was like, I just need you to do Reiki on me. And like, I wound up crying after that session. It was like super emotional, but I felt her like in my heart chakra for like a really long time. Um, so I can feel Roy move in and out mm-hmm. of my body almost. And I know where she is and I always go into a meditative state. So I'm always like going somewhere or like seeing crazy mm-hmm. things. And it like, usually when you try to meditate on your own, it takes a good 10, 15 minutes to get there. But I feel like when like guides or whatever, know that you're in Reiki, they're like, all right we're showing up and showing up. So that was the session that I felt the heaviness in my chest too, right? Like it felt like someone yeah. was sitting on my chest. Yeah. You were like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not okay. I was like, whoa. That yeah. is hilarious. But also yeah. like, it's so hard on us as practitioners. And I know what it's like too, Chelsea, to wake up from a Reiki session. You're like, I feel better, but I'm still not okay. Like I need to process this now. Yeah, it's kind of like going to therapy and, you know, it it kind of in some instances gets worse before it gets better because after that you're kind of like purging and you're like, mm-hmm. all this energy is just yeah. coming out of my body and I need to sleep for two days. Not in all cases, That's depending on how heavy the session is. Water. Gotta drink yes. water. So that was another thing after I got attuned, I could, I mean, my Reiki master told me this, but I could not drink enough water to save my life. Like. Mm-hmm. I have a, I think it's a 36 ounce Yeti. I'm showing you guys. I don't know why no one can see it. Yeah, Um, I have one too. And I literally could not stop filling it up. Like I was going to the bathroom and I was like, I'm just dehydrated 24 seven at this point. Yeah, It's crazy. Like it's after Reiki, it's just like hunger and water. That's like in sleep, like and That's sleep all you can do yeah it's like you it, just it, feel knocked out mm-hmm. it reminds me of emdr if anybody is like mental health oh, people harley let's talk know. about it you and know. enlighten me because i don't know what this is okay. oh so okay roy might be able to explain it better oh but actually i do know what it is is that when you go through the body and you're like is it do you feel it in here yes no no yes. no, oh, no 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 it's it stands for Eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. I believe so, yes. It's basically, so you know when you're asleep and you go through rapid eye movement with dreaming, you are forced to do it while awake. No. Yeah. (laughs) It's essentially bilateral stimulation. So sometimes they, like, sometimes you can do it where like a light following someone's finger and you're moving your eyes back and forth or an app. Like when I have virtual sessions, I use an app. It doesn't move fast enough for me. So that's why I usually go get it done in person. Cause I hang on to these little yes, handles that the vibrate. Yes. And it's 
Yes. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I feel like I'm living in a different dimension where you're talking about flashing lights and vibrating hands. And I'm like, what therapy is this? It's basically for like, if you have trauma and it's to reprocess how you view it. So when you're sleeping during REM, your brain is basically going through that processing phase. Like I think of SpongeBob whenever that scene where he's like in his brain and he's doing all of the file and then all of a sudden it goes on fire. So imagine your brain is on fire while you're asleep like that and SpongeBob and the filing, it's all on fire, but then it kind of fixes itself and corrects itself during REM. So when you're awake, you're essentially doing the same thing. And in order to do it, you have to look at, so what me and Roy are saying, I, because of my ADHD, I don't look at the light because I will start looking at everything else, but there's a light you can follow. There's a bunch of different settings of the light. So it could go really slow, could go really fast, could be a purple, could be a white, like you can pick and choose what works best for you. I I do. Yeah. I do the handles. I've done the hitting of your legs over and over. I've also done, um, I will do the handles and I'll do the sound. So I'll hear beep. Oh, I've never done the sounds. Ooh, I think I would really like that. The sound. Like, how do you do this? You just okay, go online. So, okay, so no, you go to your therapist. Me, yeah. So you do, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you do it with your therapist if your therapist is certified in it. I don't think and she so, is. Okay. So this is what it looks like. We're about to get real personal. What's up? Uh, becoming listeners. You're about to really get to know me. So when I sit in and do this with my therapist, we start with picking a target. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like you think of an event in your life that has led you to believe a certain truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, um, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, okay, I have an example. That's a really easy one. That's not super yeah. traumatic. Okay. I was bullied on the playground. So it made me feel like I was not worthy of friends. There you go. That's funny because men are all about worthiness as well. So then yes, it's worthiness like, is okay, the biggest so one. The statement is the statement is I am unworthy of real friendship, right? Like that's what the statement is. Then you go through and you have to like self-assess. So on a scale from one to seven, how true does it feel? On a scale from one to seven, how disturbing does that mm-hmm. make you feel? And then like, where in your body do you feel it? And then you're like, okay, go. And so then like for 30 seconds to a minute, Mm -hmm. I think it just depends. You're just experiencing this bilateral stimulation and you're allowing your, the Rolodex in your brain to just file through like memory. I want to do that. And then, then like after 30 seconds to a minute, you, you stop. And then my therapist asks me, what did you notice? Yeah. So then I go through and I talk about the things that I saw and then she's like, okay, go with that. And then I start with that same thought and then you go through and you do the process again. And then like, as I'm talking to her, like about the things that I'm noticing, I've had like numerous epiphanies, Mm -hmm. like my, just for me personally, my attitude towards dating has completely changed because I have done the target I've closed the target where I feel unworthy of romantic love. I've closed it because I like through the EMDR, I've been able to reprocess some of the things that have happened to me, which has then shifted my perspective. It's mm-hmm. like, okay. it's truly the craziest thing. Cause yeah. then afterwards at the end, you go through and you do that self-assessment again. So on a scale of one to seven, how true does it feel? Uh, or like how true does, cause what you do is you come up with a replacement statement. So instead of saying, I'm unworthy of romantic love, you want the statement to be, 
I am worthy of, of being loved just the way that I am. So then it's how true does that statement feel? Then it's how disturbing does the previous statement feel to you? Like how, or how disturbing does that memory feel to you? Right. Mm-hmm. Once you get to I'll a, have to look into it. A I mean, zero or a one, the target something I could do. Yeah. yeah. I could use that. Yeah. yeah it's absolutely. great. It's like a really good form of shadow work because you're kind yeah. of going back Therapy and processing. And shadow work. Yeah. And like, this is a really yeah. intense version, like where, um, so I have really bad memory loss from my traumas. All my clients know I literally open up, Hey, I don't remember our last reading and I don't remember anything we talked about and I will forget this reading. So I'm very forgetful as we all know. And so I've gone into these and I'm like, Usually it's a very specific moment that they're looking for, for you to process. But I often come in and I'm like, I don't know a specific moment, but here's the specific thought and thoughts that I have like around this. And usually when you're going through EMDR, you start to remember exactly the moment of what it is and you are kind of remembering it. But if you do do EMDR, I highly recommend to keep up with it because what has happened with me is we, I need a lot of therapy. And so I will come in and we'll just start talking about life and like what has happened and process what's happened recently, that it almost becomes a back burner to go through the past. So I'm constantly having to prepare myself to be like, okay, we need to start talking about like the past and working through that again. so funny because it's the same exact thing for me. I'm like, we have this one topic to cover, but we keep but I keep putting it off. Yes. yes. It's like, I know that there's It's it's really easy to convince yourself and your therapist of, oh, let's not do it today. I have things to talk about from this past week. Like it, so you kind of have to keep up with it, but like, it's also not the end of the world if you don't, it's just, you have to close those feelings. So maybe I was at a seven with a disturbing moment and we got to a five, maybe I'm still at a five, but we still need to aim to get to a one or two, but I'm still stuck at that five and we haven't talked about it in like months or whatnot. So, um, I would just say stick with it, keep up with it. So I feel like Reiki and EMDR are really good practices as spiritual workers so you can heal and be the best version of yourself shadow work guys i literally will preach shadow work till i die yes you are a spiritual person and you're trying to develop your spiritual gifts you will not get them unless you do shadow working Mm -hmm. it is the truth and and there's some okay so right now i am currently covered i call it my trifecta or the Mm -hmm. trifecta because I go to therapy once a week, so that's the mental and emotional, right? Mm-hmm. I have the Reiki, that's the spiritual, and I go to the chiropractor, and she does something called NET, neuroemotional technique, mm-hmm. and that is working on how my body has responded to trauma. Mm-hmm. So I've got the mental, the spiritual, and the physical. Yeah, that's perfect. All covered, and it's like, that is like, it has, it has transformed me. That's like, amazing. That's, like you guys, I mean, both of you saw, for those of you listening, um, at the end of last summer, I went through a really, really, really hard time. And that's when I really started to lean into the Reiki. And that's when I found the chiropractor and all of this stuff. And like in the last maybe two, three months, it's been like a major shift for mm-hmm. me. Just where happened. it's like, it went from what felt like a cycle of just so much negativity and so much like not self hate, but just like yeah. a lot of like negative self talk and things like that 
to like, it's completely shifted. I will say, uh, I love what you talked about, about your spiritual, your physical and your, uh, what was it? Health? Mental. Um, Miss. Yes. So it's funny. The very first episode I did besides like the introduction one with, uh, Haley, my brand manager and friend, really good friend. Um, she talked about it being like a wellness cocktail or like her health cocktail. And I, when you were describing that, I'm like, that sounds exactly like Haley. Like it sounds like, you know, and I feel like I am putting a huge emphasis on the um, physical part right now. So it's kind of taken away from my emotional and physical, but I love that you have a balance of it all. And I feel like that's a big lesson that we can take away from it is having that trifecta and having that balance in order to reach like your highest good and what's best for you. Unfortunately, I have to focus on the physical like a lot right now and it takes up a lot, but I hope one day to have that balance. And I think it comes with time as well. Like we can't all be perfect right off the bat. No. It's also a lot of work and it's a lot of commitment and time and, yes. you know, like I, I need to do, I, I'm really great with the shadow work, shadow work, sign me up. Protection. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I just want to get through this. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like the faster I talk about things, I'm like the faster I process, the faster it is, but mm-hmm. you really do need a good trifecta and balance, but you know, forgive yourself if you're not and doing like, all three of them. Right. I guess- what I, and what I've learned is like that spiritual part is non-negotiable. Like you mm-hmm. have to have it or else it's not. It's not going to get it like, yes, working on the physical and the emotional at the same time is going to be helpful. But until you bring in that spiritual aspect, you're not going to fully understand the spectrum of everything that you're experiencing. Right. That's mm-hmm. at least how I feel about mm-hmm. it. I know it's too. true. People always forget about that part. Like they, mm-hmm. they want to suppress the spiritual part. So they're like, oh, that's for crazy people. But no, it's, you need all three of them. Mm -hmm. But then I also feel like if you focus too much on the spiritual side, you can maybe accidentally get in too deep. Like not in, not, it's like you kind of just are a little, oh shit, I'm not grounded. Like if you focus too much on spiritual. So again, you need that balance. And I always get so jealous of you guys because I'm like, how do they work a nine to five and then also do the spiritual stuff and have clients and like (laughs) meditate? I know I couldn't. And I don't even work a nine to five, but I'm so jealous of you guys juggling. Yeah, it's not yeah, it's really hard. Um, and some days I get so mad at myself because I'm like, oh, I just like I need to be doing more. I need to be doing more. But it's like, how much more could you possibly be doing? Working a nine to five is is hard enough, and trying to run a business is hard enough in its own right. And it's in just a like, pandemic. Yeah, it's it's really tough. Um, I actually had to have a really hard conversation with myself the other day, being like, you need to calm down, like. Mm -hmm. it's gonna work out it's gonna be fine um I always try to remind myself that it's gonna work out and then also all of this is for all in good fun and for just bettering myself and the people around me and it's all meant to just be happy and good and positive and for fun at the end of the day Definitely. I'm always like, I want to help all the people. I want to take all of the clients. Like I have to literally limit my readings. Like I've got it down to a science to fit my schedule, but I know Carly, we've talked about this before. And I know Roy, you probably feel the same way. You just want to like book as many people as possible. And it's not even the financial aspect of it. I feel like people kind of get that twisted. I'm not like people ask me like, Oh, how much have you made so far with your business? I don't know. I couldn't even give you numbers. I'm just like, I just like talking to my clients. Exactly. It's just, I'm not like, businesswoman special over here. I'm just being a spiritual worker. I know. I get excited. Like we, you guys know 
Halloween, I took on what, 20, 20 clients on Halloween. Crazy, man. The most insane thing, I can at most on any given day, maybe take on three or four clients. Yep. Like and that's about because, right. Yeah. That's like a good, good, healthy amount, I think. And I can only do it for like five days. I got to take the two days off. For sure. It's all about balance. Exactly. So with all that being said, is there anything that you would like to share, boy, with the people listening um, about Reiki, advice on Reiki? Should they get a Reiki? Uh, I was going to say reading, but not reading. But like, if they want to learn Reiki, what kind of advice do you have for anyone interested in it? My advice is to just take the plunge and do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not, it doesn't require research. However, Something else that I do that I would recommend is going in with an open mind and no expectations Mm -hmm. because it is so different than you could even imagine if like going in for your first session, not knowing a whole lot versus like what I've gone through and what I've learned. So to just not have any expectations, but take the plunge, do it, um, And like the biggest thing is like, it is vital to self-care. Like Mm -hmm. it is the best thing you could do for yourself in terms of self-care. And then another piece of advice is reach out to people that you know that have either done Reiki before or are trained in Reiki because like, if you want to ask me questions about Reiki, I'm happy to answer them. You don't even have to like, I don't care if you come to me as your Reiki healer or not. But I'll talk about Reiki until my face turns blue. So if you have questions, you can always, you know, shoot me a DM or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, just reach out, ask questions, stay open-minded and just fucking do it. Yeah. I say, yeah, that's really good. Be open-minded. What about you, Chelsea? If anybody's like wanting to learn Reiki, like what advice would you give them? I think like to be open-minded, like I also went into Reiki. I didn't really, I knew basically what it was and that I needed to do it. Cause like that's what I was being called to do. And mm-hmm. Carly, we talked about that on our last episode. Like if something's calling you, you should do it. Yes. Um, but definitely be open-minded about it because I think everyone's attunement is different. Everyone does Reiki differently. Um, like not everyone does Reiki the same way that mm-hmm. you kind of figure out the way it works for you. So Um, I definitely think like every human being should be attuned with Reiki though. Like that is like, I like when I have kids one day, they're going to be Reiki attuned. Like it's just a really good self. They're like five years old and they know how to do Reiki. (laughs) Hell yeah. Well, my Reiki master actually, she does Reiki on little kids. Like that is her thing. Like, and Mm -hmm. she helps them. And I'm just like, because we come into this world with trauma from past lives and Mm -hmm. that, that affects everyone. So that, Okay. We only have a couple minutes, but I do actually want to talk about past lives for 0.5 seconds. Um, yeah. Because we used to do a whole episode on I this, know. by the way. So this will be like a, what is it? A prelude into the next topic we have, which sounds like it's going to be past life. But my brother and I, we were at dinner tonight at our parents' house. They're all fully vaccinated besides me because they're all healthcare workers. So good for mm-hmm. them. Um, but my brother asked uh, something about past lives. like. Um, gosh, I can't even remember the question now, but he just kind of posed this question of like our memories and how that works with past lives that I thought was interesting. And then he asked with Mercury in retrograde, if we had free will, I don't know, like my brother doesn't get onto these topics so it was <laughs> odd at the dinner table over spaghetti. He was just having a, an existential crisis, like 
what past lives have I lived? I know. Well, he kind of was like, I want to believe there's past lives, but like, how is it that we don't have memories of it? And like, there must be no past lives then if I only remember this memory. And I was like, you do remember it as you go. Like the whole point of coming here is to remember the ones that you're supposed to remember because you're remembering them now for a reason. And usually it's because it's something that needs to be healed that you're carrying from another lifetime. So when we choose to come down here and we can get into this in another episode, I can talk about this for days. We clear our memories. Um, we clear all of that stuff. And when you reincarnate, right, like you only remember the past lives that you're supposed to for this lifetime because it teaches mm-hmm. you something or yeah. it's really severe trauma that you have to heal from, from another and, life, which kind of sucks. I was also like, we are reincarnating, like, it's like our souls, like our brains aren't coming into the next, like, <laughs> no. you know, like it's not. Brains this- are a human thing. We're energetic beings. We're just in a meat suit. That's like I know. <laughs> <laughs> So I know we're ending on a weird note about like past lives (laughs) and stuff like that. So I asked at the dinner table, so this might be a really good like parting question. You know, if you had to come back as something else in your next life, what is it that you would want to be? Opal said- Easiest question ever. Please say Opal. When I come back in my next life, I want to be a dog or a cat, hands down. That's what they said. live the best lives well some of them (laughs) yeah chelsea's all about the animal cruelty be literally specific if i had to come back into another life i would i would be like miley cyrus's dog or something like someone who like lives and breathes for animals that's who i would want to be and a celebrity yeah like i would i would want to be a dog or a cat in a loving home because like i'm i'm working from home right now i'm currently sitting at my desk you guys can't see but Right behind my computer is the back of my couch. And my fucking cat, she doesn't even, she doesn't even lay where I can't see her directly behind my, my screen. She lays to my left and I can watch her sleep all day long. Like, come on. She gets treats. She gets fed. She Opal gets- is so cute. She's, you know, she rules. Carly, what would you be? So or who would you be? My parents, they literally, they were specific too. And I don't think they meant to, but they said, a beagle puppy at the Hughes house because we have a beagle who literally has the easiest, best life there ever was. (laughs) And so I feel like I have a weird take on it where I would want to come back as like royalty or like a really rich person only because I just want to experience what that life would be like. Not because I care about the title or the richness, but I want to understand the problems that they have for a second. And just to see like, the insight of it and what it is their purpose on this life is and how the spiritual realm affects them a little bit. And like, it probably doesn't. Yeah, Unless you're like Angelina Jolie, who like is deaf a witch and Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Like, but I would want like a, like a UK British royalty yeah. type of vibe of just like understanding, like, you know, what is my birth chart? What is my purpose on this land? What is my human design? Like, but what if you I- were that already? I want to I'm do about to raise you one. I know. What if you were royalty in a past? <laughs> do we think I was? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, do you ever think about it? Like, what if we just like were like a princess in medieval times? Like, no I think idea. about. I think I about no this idea. often. It's something like, I'd like to explore. I have no idea. Past what lives are cool. I know. I know a few of mine. I can't talk about them, but they are yeah. um, very yeah. interesting. You do have some interesting ones. You've you've opened yeah. you've opened up a little bit. You pulled that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I think I only know one of mine, which really isn't interesting at all. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, 
I think about that too, but I don't think maybe my past had maybe close to royalty, but I really want to know what it's like to be like the daughter of like a king or queen and the issues. Yeah, like that King Henry VIII. Yeah, like just like what kind of issues in life are you having that I will never be able to understand um, in your purpose? Marriage. Like, like you having to marry for like territory. Or yes, like or like alliances. political. Yeah, um, gain. Okay, I have a really mind blowing question that Chelsea, I feel like maybe you can answer. <laughs> so, Shoot. in my next life or past lives in general, lives yeah. in general, is it on like a um, like a chronological plane, or could I like in my next life? be born as somebody in like the 1800s holy shit you just blew my mind i feel like we're high so right now. the way i i view time um i i think everything's happening all at the same time and we just can't conceptually understand that as human beings i think there's literally like a spectrum and it's all just happening and like we are just our brains don't conceptually understand understand that we're living in the present like i think our past present future and lives are all happening at the same time and i could be totally wrong but it's just how i understand the the astral plane and it's just all happening at once okay Mm. so then i would like to amend my answer i would still like to come back as a domesticated dog or cat in a loving home but i also think it would be badass to be an ancient egyptian I've always yes. thought of that. Yes. I think that would be so fun. I, like a rich one. A rich yes. one. I have all Why do you always, say that, Roy? I you know, I don't know. Is it a fascination with ancient Egypt? If you see where I'm going here, I'm not I really sure. Know. I, I know. Yes. I, I know. I know. I do see where you're going with that. <laughs> you know, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, ancient Egypt's cool. I actually really always love to study like the ancient civilizations, like Greece, Egypt, mm-hmm. um, Mesopotamia, but I know we're getting so off topic, but we totally can dive into this in another episode. And maybe Roy, we have you on again, because I would like to talk about how you can send energy to your past lives through Reiki. Like we, mm-hmm. we can touch upon that we in another episode, that. which is I, cool. Chelsea, I think that's something that you and I should explore. Please help. Like help Let's me. Let's do that. Let's <laughs> yeah. explore that. And then, yeah. we'll come, and then I'll come back and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be cool. Am I invited to that podcast? No. <laughs> We're doing this without you. <laughs> the way that Ryan was like, Chelsea, you and I can't no, 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 sit I meant on like, this. I meant no, like, I know. I know. <laughs> You're locked out of the Zoom. Charlie, you can come too. Okay. Okay. I know my name is on here, but I can change it to Roy for you if that's what you want, Roy. <laughs> Becoming with Roy and Chelsea. I know. And Anything. Carly, yes. <laughs> and Carly sometimes. Anything for you, Roy. <laughs> But no, I, I love ancient Egypt. I love Reiki. I love EMDR. I love all the topics that we talked about today. I love my past life of being a um, royal and a I really hope you people. were. We I should explore kinda, that. Yeah, but I feel like I wasn't one of those, like, bad royals. I was just like, whoa, like, I'm royal. Like, what do I do with this? <laughs> no, I'm, you don't know. You could have been, like, the bitchiest royal that ever lived, which totally does not resonate with who you are today, but I know. lives are weird. You just, Maybe, you're like, how is that me? I know. I just want to understand, like, the different lives I would have lived, whether it was terrible or amazing, but with all that being said, this was a great episode. I had a really <laughs> good time, because I'm like, we probably are almost hitting two hours. Not really, but... We can keep going. I mean, I've been talking about past lives all day, so cut us off, Carly. Cut us off. I know. I know. I'm, I need to cut you guys off because then we'll start <laughs> round two all of a sudden. I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, it really is going to be Roy and Chelsea. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
All right, my lovely ladies um, and everybody listening, make sure to like and subscribe, whatever Spotify or Apple Podcasts allows. Leave a review. Yes, leave a review for us. That always helps and makes it very nice for us. Um, And then, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me.